Talking Broncos with Mile High Sports' Cody Rourke on the Jim Davis Show. Joining us on the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, Cody Rourke. Cody, how you feeling, man? You doing better than last week? Yeah, you know, I'm still trying to get my voice back, but, uh, you know, we're making progress here. Pipes still sound good, man. They do. The pipes don't sound like there's a whole lot of rust there. Sound good. Oh, there we go then. That's reassuring. Yeah, we're uh, we're on the mend here, and obviously I'm excited because today will be my first day back out in Dove Valley for practice. I missed it last week, so uh, yeah, I'm excited. So, um, the losing continues. Broncos can only score nine points at Baltimore game where the, the defense wants to, Everybody's like, oh, the defense let them down. He gave up a 91-yard drive to Tyler Huntley, but they only scored nine bleeping points. And, and no Lamar Jackson either in that game. And so... Iris, well, for the majority of the game, shouldn't say not in the game at all, but uh, left with the knee injury early on. I, I, I guess just you, it seems to be like this growing narrative out there in Broncos country, uh, Cody, about about how the defense is now. The defense isn't playing that great. They're not that good. I, I, take me through this because, yeah, they've given up some plays over time. You know, Pat Sertan to Devontae Adams, the drive on Sunday. But if the offense does their job, the defense is not in those positions in either one of those circumstances. Oh, exactly, right? I mean, Jim, here, here's the thing. The, the Broncos' defense had three sacks on Ravens' quarterbacks. They had two interceptions, and they held them to ten points. Like, what more do people want the Broncos' defense to do? I mean, I think the common response, because I even put this out there on Twitter, people are like, score. Like, at this point, like, the Broncos' defense has to score, I think, in order for them to have a chance to win a game at this point. Um but, yeah, it's just like, yeah, I think a lot of people, you know, are combining their frustration with the end result. And, you know, it's easy to blame the defense, but the reality is it's the offense. The offense is the issue. The defense did their job. They held, I mean, a, a Ravens offense. Now, granted, look, when Lamar Jackson was in there, Lamar wasn't doing much. And then he gets sacked and he hurts his knee, obviously, you know, and that brings in Tyler Huntley. Denver did their job defensively the entire game. And, you know, granted, you want them to get a couple of stops. I was not a fan of the, the two penalties that were called. I thought that the call on Alex Singleton was very ticky-tack. And I thought that the, the pass interference on Patrick Sertan, I didn't like that call either. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, ideally, yeah, defensively, you got to get some stops down the stretch. But Denver's defense has been on the field the entire time. I, I don't think I don't see why people are mad at the defense. They did their job for the most part. Yes, you want them to finish, but it's like, what do you what what else do we expect them to do? Because even if they get a takeaway, it's not like the offense is going to do anything with it. Cody Rourke, My Life Sports Radio, with us today on the Team Sports Network. Clint Kubiak is a play caller. Initially, we thought, okay, you know, the moments against the Raiders that the offense looked good and clicked, but right now the only thing that's improved is Russ, Russ's completion percentage. Everything else, Cody, has either stayed stagnant or gone down with Kubiak as the play caller. Yeah, I mean, they still are having the same issues of not being able to convert on third down. They had several third and short opportunities against the Ravens. They simply couldn't even convert on those attempts there. Um, you know, while I think Russ is, is playing a little bit more decisive, he's accurate with the football, I, I just don't understand the offensive game plan, to be honest with you, Jim, because here's the reality. Denver went with three tight ends more than they went with any of their receiver sets. Corlin Sutton leaves the game with a hamstring. Jerry Judy's on a pitch count, and even though he's on a pitch count, he's still making big-time plays for them, but is not able to play the entire game. He's only able to play in bits and pieces there. Um, you, you have a guy like Jalen Virgil on your roster who several weeks ago you know, has his first career catch for a touchdown 
has has the explosiveness, the downfield ability as a receiver, and all of a sudden you're not even using him in the offense. He's just used as a decoy if, if he's ever out there on the field. But Denver went away from using wide receivers, and they went with just using tight ends with Dulcich playing some of the wide receiver positions there. I, I don't understand the coaching on the offensive side of the ball. Like, are they are they at this point kind of conceding, waving the white flag, saying, you know what, we know we stink, we can't do it, so we're just going to come out here and we're going to try to run the football and we're going to pass it here and there. But the idea is that hopefully we can maybe score to get off the field and then hope that our defense can do the rest. I mean, it's just the same game plan. And, and Jim, to be honest with you, watching this Broncos offense is draining. It is mentally frustrating because – they're not even executing things that we see executed well at the basic high school level on offense. And that, and like I said, I watched a lot of high school football over the weekend. I watched the state championships, and there was some ugly football play, but their offensive play was a lot better than what we've seen from Denver. Ooh. Yeah, that's that's not good when even as good as like a Cherry Creek is or whatever, Dave Logan, that, uh, yeah, that that's, that's we're seeing better offensive execution from a high school football team. And your, your guy's coached and, and watched a lot of football. So I... I, I did, you know, trust your eyes on that and your opinion, my friend. Uh, Cody Rourke, Mile Eye Sports Radio, with us today on the Team Sports Network. You know, one of the things has been, well, you know, Russ has got the shoulder problem, the hamstring. I thought he looked about as healthy as he's looked, though, in quite some time in that game against Baltimore. Yeah, and you know what? I thought Russ had some really good throws. Well, I thought the throw to Jerry Judy was beautiful. I thought there was this one play he had downfield to Greg Dulcich. He was like a 22-yard game. He took a shot on the chain from a defender and still delivered a perfect pass to Dulcich. So there's things that we're seeing that Russ is doing. Like, okay, hey, you know what? It started to give me a little bit more confidence. Okay, it's not entirely Russ. Like, Russ has his problems, and he has his own issues you know, that he deserves blame for with how things have gone. But Russ still has the ability to be a guy, and I think it's still there. And it's, it's going to be lost. I, I don't think a lot of fans are going to be able to see that with the losing record and just how bad the offense looks. But we see it. There's flashes. That that rust that we knew that the Broncos had signed is still in there somewhere. He's got the ability to be there. So I'm, I'm not too opposed. I think that's maybe like a silver lining with how things have gone. It's just the offensive scheme is not very good. The offensive line play has not been very good. Uh, the, you know, like I said, he can't even run the ball. And I think the hiring of Butch Berry just continues to be a very, very sore thumb here for this Broncos team. We're talking with Cody Rourke, My Life Sports Radio, on the Team Sports Network. Uh, one of the, the new theories now, that there's why there's the problems with, with Russ and everything, is Jay Keeps, his personal quarterback oh, coach. Oh, God. Have you saw this story <laughs> on, on Mile High Huddle that, you know, he's he's the guy that works with Russ. He's Russ's guy, played at BYU, used it with Seattle when Russ was there, uh, spent some time in the Canadian Football League as well. And there's yeah. and he was a radio host out in Seattle before Russ hired him to be his personal quarterback guy, and that and that heaps of somehow creating some problem for for the Broncos' offensive coaching staff and and their interaction with Russell Wilson. I, I just think once again we're we're just we're just looking for things to to, to 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 place blame on, and and the situation with Jay Keeps is one of those those nitpicky things. Yeah, well, and I can tell you this, that is patently false at this point in time. And, and you know, I, I don't want to bury people, but here's the reality. The people at Mile High Huddle don't even live in Colorado. They they don't attend practices. They don't do anything. It's all just speculation. And, you know, you got to get headlines and clicks somehow. And I, I think the whole thing with Jake Heaps is laughable. Because anybody who knows Jake Heaps, 
he is a class act dude, 110% all the way. And he, Russell Wilson is not the only quarterback. There's his own quarterback coach. Tom Brady's got his own personal quarterback coach that he works with in season, out of season. And these guys do not step on each other's toes. And that was something that was laid out as a boundary that was placed when he was signed by the Broncos was the fact that, hey, you know what? We've got a Clint Kubiak who's going to be working as a passing game coordinator, a quarterback coach. Nothing that they do steps on each other's toes. And Heaps does not interfere with Kubiak and his plan. Everything that he does with Russ is on Russ's time, away from the team facility, has nothing to do with anything in Dove Valley. So I just think that you know, people are creating those crazy storms. And, and I do want to encourage Broncos fans, like, if you want to preserve your, your sanity, stop reading Mile High Huddle. Like, that's, <laughs> there that's you stuff, go. These guys are very, very uninformed. They're, they're not at practice. They're not at games. You know, you have good outlets. You have Mike Kliss, Nine News. You know, I do stuff, MileHighSports.com. You have Troy Rank, Denver. There's so many good people out there that can tell you what's going on that's there. They don't have to resort to the clickbait nonsense. Yeah, but, the, yeah, you're yeah. there. Yeah, you're there, unless you're sick, week in and week out. I mean, you're, you're, you live in Denver. You, you know the players. You know the coaching staff. Yeah, Mile High Sports. I mean, you do a fantastic job, Cody, covering the Broncos. Yeah, go, go to go to sources that you know and you trust on stuff like this. But I saw that. I'm going, really? So that now, now Jay Keeps is the problem for the Broncos? Okay. Yeah. This, uh, is, this is where we're at. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I want to ask you a couple more questions here. Um, Dalton Reisner named the, the Broncos nominee for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, deservedly so. But he was on uh, radio over in Denver, and he seemed a little unhappy the Broncos have not uh, decided not to pick up his option. Uh, give me your thoughts on that about Dalton Reisner. Yeah, you know, obviously, first off, Dalton Reisner is one of the most selfless individuals I've ever come across, and the way that he carries himself, the way that he does things for other people, youth, um, a huge advocate for those with special needs. I mean, he, he is a heart of gold, and he is fantastic. He's a perfect Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee here for Denver. Um in terms of the football stuff, you know, he hasn't had, I'd say, like the best couple of years in Denver. You know, granted, the offense hasn't either. Um, you know, he's, he's the Colorado kid. He, you know, he's drafted by a team he grew up watching and supporting and was able to play and had a really good rookie season and had some ups and some downs his second year. And then the last couple of years, just been kind of a turnstile of really bad offensive line play. And it's not all indicative of Dalton Reisner. Um, you know, the thing is, when you have an offensive line that has deficiencies at multiple positions, you know, everybody looks bad. Nobody's going to look good in that regard there. So I, I think for Denver, for George Payton, they're really evaluating things. Jim, I believe that this offensive line is going to look entirely different going into next season, minus Garrett Bowles, minus Quinn Miners at this point. I think we're going to see a new center, a new left guard, a new right tackle, and I, I think that's going to be a, a folks area. A new old line coach, I think that's going to be something that we see. Um, you know, for Dalton, he's just been a guy, you know, he, he works his tail off. He plays hurt. Like, this is a guy that gets banged up all the time, but he continues to just play and fight through it. Like, he's tough. He's gritty. Um, uh, maybe Denver looks at bringing him back on a, a cheaper, maybe hometown discount. I, I'm not sure at this point in time. Like, Denver hasn't looked at any contract extensions of any players, right? We talked about Draymond Jones being one of those guys. So it's not just Dalton Rises, it's various other players have not heard from the Broncos or you know, obviously or from the agent just yet as to what that is. I imagine maybe the last couple of weeks we might see some traction, some movement with a couple of players, but um I wouldn't imagine anything at this point for the next couple of weeks on the contract side of things. And we'll see. We'll see if uh if Reisner's in their plans going into next year. 
All right, Cody, Broncos and Chiefs on Sunday. Denver's lost 13 straight. Broncos at home are a nine-point dog. How do you th- how do you see this playing out on Sunday? Well, hard to imagine. It's not going to be 14 straight games for the Chiefs if the offense can't put up any points. I think that the defense has the capabilities of of doing whatever they can. You know, they could have K1 Williams back this week as well inside the nickel. That could be very very huge, especially against Travis Kelsey. Um, the, the Chiefs coming off of a tough loss to the Cincinnati Bengals this past week. Um, for me, it's can the Broncos' defense sustain how long they have to maybe sustain against Mahomes? And and the reality is, as we've seen, Jim, we even saw last year, the defense against the Chiefs was actually pretty dang good. Yeah. But the reality is they couldn't score points, and we saw it, the end results kind of play out the way that they have. And it's hard to imagine that's not going to be the same reality because there hasn't been much of an indication to say, hey, it's going to change. So um, I think the Chiefs obviously win this one. Um, you'd like to see the Broncos be competitive, but at this point it's a hard ask. Yeah. Cody, continue uh, your road to recovery, my friend.